Most of you are probably off looking forward to going camping this afternoon. Maybe not me. Or going on holidays, or maybe you've got some plans this afternoon to watch the footy in the rain. I don't know what your exciting plans are this afternoon, or the rest of the weekend. But this moment right now, to me, is the most amazing moment that we can put aside, which is the reason, and it's the heart of, Chris, of Easter. I nearly said Christmas. Of Easter. Because today is a day I want to remind you of a gift that you've been given. A gift that is more than an Easter egg. Because Easter eggs, you'll eat those and you'll put on a couple of kilos and then you have to spend the week trying to get rid of it and then you've got another six months to get rid of your chocolate addiction. Um, This is more than an Easter egg. And it's something that every day, at least every week, not just every year, We need to stop and receive this most amazing gift because that's what it is. You see, the the reading we just had there from John 14 out of the NIV, starting at verse 8, went all the way through to 22, is the very heart and the reason of this day, Easter. You see, Jesus is there to set the scene. He's there and he's sitting at a table. Some of you who were at the Passover last night, it was a little bit like that, but let me tell you, it was a lot not like that as well. Even though they're symbols, but we couldn't reenact it because we're not there at that time. But it would have been laying on a floor. You would have been at a table that was set up. It would have been more of a party and probably a lot less talking. And we would have had this amazing celebration and there would have been dancing and there would have been all sorts of things going on in that feast. And as Jesus was sitting around that table, he starts to give this instruction. But it was different than the past. There was something different about the way Jesus spoke. And I think John, in this writing, was trying to pull that out. He was trying to get you to feel not just the words, but the heart. You see, this was his final talk. And it was spoken out of a lot of emotion. And it was spoken out of a lot of of desire. You see, we're coming to the place where Jesus, with the Father, had been planning for thousands of years. This is, the, this is the part of the story that was set up back in creation. And here we are, sitting around a table. And it's about to happen. And Jesus starts to share with them his heart. And I think as the disciples who were representing you and me, because as he spoke to them, so he speaks to you and me, and is sitting around the table, And I think they would have been a little bit confused because they could have feel. That's why I like the visual there because I see confusion on their faces because this was a different Passover. There was something different going on. Jesus, we've done this for three. This is the third year we sat with you at the Passover and this one is a little bit different. Something about you today, Jesus. It's like you're carrying something. And Jesus, in this talk with his disciples, says two sentences that you can't go away from. They're the central 
to everything. They're the central theme of the crucifixion. It is central to us. It is your gift. It is your inheritance. As he sits and gives his last will and testament, and he says, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's coming. But this is your gift. And this Easter, I don't want you to miss this gift. Because it's a gift to you. We read it. It says in John 8, sorry, John 14, 27. Listen to these words. Spiritually, listen to them. This is your gift. Ready? Jesus, last will and testament. I'm going and I'm leaving this with you. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Peace, I leave with you. Peace, I give you. Peace, I leave with you. And peace, I give you. That's your gift. Say it with me, ready? Peace, I leave with you. Peace, I give you. That's your gift today. That's what this cross is all about. And as Jesus is contemplating, as he has been for at least three years, if not longer, since the beginning of his time on earth, is going through his mind about what's about to happen. He's going through his mind that he's, what is going to happen that day when he is going to be facing all the anger and all the resentment and all the fears and all the troubles and all the very stuff that we have on this earth. He's going to be facing it head on. And he says, peace, I leave with you. Peace, I give you. Do you know the peace of God? I find it fascinating that in this world, we, mankind are the most intelligent beings there are. I mean, think of what we've done over the times of humanity. We've caught fire and we've been able to translate fire and energy and we've made it, cause it to heat us up, as some of you over there feel. Or it's, and it, we've used it to, to cook and we've taken fire. We've, we've taken electricity and we've created electricity so we have lights and we get, we get too used to it now. It's just nothing. But that's amazing that man, the creation of God was able to discover how to harness electricity. We've taken nuclear power. And we turn nuclear power into danger, into war, but we've also used it for good. We've taken solar energy. We've created a way to get to the moon. And before long, it'll be commercial trips to the moon and back. We've created the iPhone, not the Nokia. We've created sound waves that can, and we can transport images and documents from one side of the world to the other. We can travel from one side of the world to the other side of the world in hours. That is how good we are. And yet, 
with all of that, something we've never been able to do, something we've never been able to create, is world peace. Isn't that crazy? We can do all that stuff, but we cannot create world peace. Even this year, with stuff that's happened in New Zealand, with stuff that's happening in, our, in countries around the world, there are wars happening. But not only wars like that, but there's wars in our society. We've got more people in prison than ever before, caused by turmoil and anger of wars happening in homes and in communities and internally. It's crazy. We cannot create world peace. In fact, I read one statement that said, in the 3,500 years, there's possibly been, if you're lucky, 300 of those where there has been peace in the world. We can't seem to create world peace. One historian said, peace in our world can be defined as a lull in, in battles. Because once we have it, we start again. Somebody also made a comment that all the treaties that have ever been written, they've been broken somehow. So what is this? How, uh, such an intelligent race, yet we cannot get world peace. Another statement I read was the reason we don't have world peace is we can't have inner peace. You see, if we could have inner peace, maybe we could have world peace. And yet Jesus says, I'm going to give to you something that the world can't give. We cannot do it. We cannot have internal peace unless we receive it from the one who actually is that. Interesting that even in this room probably and in society today, Many of us are facing things of turmoils within us, whether it's anxiety or worry or stress or depression or whatever it is. There's this war going inside our heads constantly. And because we don't know internal peace, it's really hard to actually give that which you haven't got. And yet Jesus is sitting around a table and he says, Peace I give you. Today is about a God who said, I'm the only one who can do this. And that's what the cross is all about. It's about giving you an internal peace. What is this peace? You see, the world, we talk about peace as being just quiet. Let's have some peace and quiet. Get rid of the kids for the weekend. Sit there and just have some peace and quiet. Or maybe we might suggest that peace is simply just the reduction of busyness. Or maybe we think that peace is, if we can just have a bit of shopping therapy, we'll find some peace. That's not for me. That's actually stressful. And maybe when you get to the end of the world time, your friends and your family are going to tell you to rest in peace. What is this peace? You see, in the Bible, in the Jewish times, and we heard um, Calvin do a fantastic job last night, and as he described it, in Jewish times, you would be greeted with the words shalom, which is what we understand as peace. It was a common phrase. We, you would always say shalom as you met someone. And it was a greeting, but it wasn't a greeting as in peace as we know it today, which for us, a peace is a negative. It's about not having that and not having this. 
Whereas for a Jewish person, it was a positive. It was about prosperity. It was about being complete. It was about, may you have all the blessings. It was actually about, as Kelvin put it last night, about being one as we were supposed to be. It's about the restoring of relationship between God and man. The peace that was broken in the garden, this is the peace I'm going to give you. The peace that we need in this world today is a reconciliation between us and God. But we don't have peace. When we know that and we are free from the stresses and the turmoils and the things that are around us, when we know that peace, then I think we might be in a place of creating peace around us. Because the turmoil goes. I love this. When Jesus, he's going to the cross, remember? And he's on his way from that, store, from that um, event there. He ends up going to the garden. And the guys are coming to take Jesus. Remember the story? And Peter, he's, he decides to get his sword out and chop the bloke's ears off. And Jesus said this. He said, I'm not coming like that. That's not how I get peace. That's not what I do. I don't fight wars with wars. I don't fight battles with battles. I don't use the sword and he gets the guy's ear and he sticks it back on his head. Fixed. Because that's not the way we do it. Instead, Jesus stands there. He receives. He receives judgment that was false. He, re he receives a conviction that wasn't right. He received a beating and a put-down. He received ridicule. He received lashes and painful beatings. He received all that, and he took it on because he said, I'm not, I could stand up for myself, but I will not because that's what each one of you probably carry in your hearts. It's not fair. Wrongly judged, wrongly criticized, wrongly put down, beaten up, and we carry that. And Jesus said, I know you carry that. And I'm going to take that and I'm going to nail it to a cross because I want to give you peace. I'm going to leave you peace and I want to give you peace. That's the peace that God gives us today. See, it says in Romans, it says this, Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been made right, right relationship, got back together again, shalom, that connection, that right relationship with God, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Then it goes on further in Romans 5.10, it says, for since our, heart, our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son. While we were still these enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Here's the story of Easter. Jesus Christ comes to give you peace. Why? Because he wants to restore the very relationship that he died for, which is you and I. And the more the more we get to know him, the more our relationship grows. And the more the relationship grows, the more the peace is received. 
because the peace is actually a restored relationship between Christ and ourselves. And this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. What's the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace. It's a fruit. It's gift of the Holy Spirit upon you. And I pray today as we break bread together, as we receive that gift of forgiveness and restored relationship with Christ, you might sense the power of the Holy Spirit release a peace in you that goes beyond any understanding. I love what it says in 1 Peter 1-2. It says this. Whoops. It says, God the Father knew you and chose you long ago. And his spirit has made you holy. In other words, same concept. Holy because he is holy. Oneness with him. The stuff that got in the way, that that stress and that fear and that stuff that gets in the way of our relationship was broken because he's given us that peace. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And listen to this. May God give you more and more grace and peace. You see, peace and grace go together. And this is why. You cannot earn peace. You cannot get peace from God unless he chooses to give it to you. Because we cannot do it. We are sinful. We cannot do it. So he has to give it to you. And he gives you the opportunity of peace today. That's what he's giving. It's grace because we don't deserve it. We can't earn it. We can't make it happen. It's a grace gift. The new grace today is that God is giving you and me a peace. A peace. An internal peace. We're going to come into a time of communion. And as we come to a time of communion, we come to the place of the cross. Because although Jesus at that last supper, again, as Kelvin just brought out so well last night, the disciples wouldn't have understood this. But they had to experience they had to experience the slavery while they ate the bitter herbs. They had to know that, boy, we needed salvation. We needed to be saved. And as we come to the cross right now, as we come to a place of receiving the bread and the cup, We need to understand that we can't go there unless we recognize that we need what is there. See, if I think I've got it all together, then I don't need Jesus. If I've got it all together, I don't need the cross. If I've got it together and I think life is all cruising and everything's happy, I don't need him. But if I recognize I do need relationship with God, I do need forgiveness, I do need that peace that's internal, I do need that, then I'll come to the cross. I want to invite you as we sing this next song to come to the cross. We're going to sing the song and then we're going to break bread together. But let's just stand.
as we sing a beautiful hymn that takes us to the cross. And let's just reflect for a moment this amazing event on a hill far away where our Saviour, with a heart of peace, gave us peace in relationship with him. Thank you, Jesus. We are going to come into a time of reflection. That's a beautiful time because right now we're going to think about this whole event. And I'm going to pray as you come forward today that the peace that can only come from the kingdom of heaven itself will come to you and would come to me. If you've got troubles, he says, put the troubles to one side. If you've got worries, put the worries to one side. Why? Because of the cross. If you're struggling today, there's wars going on inside you and around you. Come to the King of Peace, the Prince of Peace. And receive. Jesus, he took the bread and he broke it. And as he broke it, he said, This is my body. It's broken for you. Take, eat. And this, this cup, this is the cup of the new covenant, the new relationship, the peace that comes because his blood was given by choice, was a gift to you. That the only one, Jesus Christ, the perfect one, the one who was already one with the Father could now make you one with the Father. It's the only one who could do that. And he said, this is the cup of the new covenant. My blood poured out for you. Take it. Take it. As you take it today. Take that new relationship that we all have in Jesus. You might have been a Christian for a long time, but you know what? Relationships grow, and this is just another growth in that. And my prayer is this weekend, you'll find time alone, time aside, time to reflect in his relationship and his peace. We're going to ask you to come forward to here, and there's two stations either side, so we don't get too much of a clutter. Um, Come, maybe down here and then go to the sides or down there to that side and around. But come, take a piece of bread and take the cup. If you want to take it back to your seat, you can. If you want to sit in the front, you can and reflect. Or if you just want to eat it and drink it and then go back and reflect, do that. As Jesus offers you the bread and the cup and peace. Peace I leave. Peace I give. Come to the table. Would you stand with me? And maybe for you today, 
You've never actually stepped into that relationship. <laughs> See, that's the beautiful thing about Jesus. He knew that religion wouldn't work. He knew that if we just tried to do it our way, it wouldn't work. Uh, so he had to do it for us. Coming to church doesn't build relationship with Jesus, but it does keep us stepping into it. Doing the rituals is one thing, but stepping into Christ is another. If you've never actually said, Jesus Christ, I want you as my Lord and Saviour, this would be a great day to do it. This would be the day. Yesterday I had the pleasure of doing a Bible study in our community and it was a beautiful time and uh, I was there and we were just sharing about that scripture that says that Jesus has made you a new creation. The old has gone. And there was one girl who said, you know what? I, I, I'm new to this. I'm not really sure what it's all about, but that thought, that truth, that all the stuff of my past has gone and now I'm new. And you could just see God just all over this young lady. That's what God does. He wants to make us new. He wants us to have that peace inside. He wants us to know that. Today, if for the first time in your life, you personally want to say, Jesus, I want that. I want to start anew. I want peace in my heart. I want everything that, that in relationship with you is what I was made for. Then maybe today you might pray this prayer that I'm going to pray. Because I reckon you can't have an altar call. Can I not have an altar call on an Easter? Because that's what it's about, isn't it? So just close your eyes for a moment. And if you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never done this, or maybe you have thought you had, but you haven't really stepped into that relationship, then I'm going to do two things. I'm going to ask you one, just to put your hand up. And uh, I'm going to just ask a couple of guys just to keep your eyes open so, you can, so we can encourage you afterwards. But just put your hand up because I actually think that there's someone here today that Jesus is saying, I've been knocking on your door for a while, but you're the only one who can open it. <laughs> Would you open it to him today? Before we even go home, this could be an Easter for you. This could be your first Easter where you know the peace and everything he gives. Let me pray this blessing upon you. God the Father knew you and he chose you long ago and his spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, may God give you more and more and more and more grace and peace. Holy Spirit, would you pour your peace in this place as we accept the 
crucifixion, the death and the burial of Jesus Christ and the resurrection that we celebrate on Sunday. As we now accept that relationship that's made possible. (laughs) And may your peace fill us.